This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into NFL Saturday, Chelsea, no matter whether you're streaming it, whether you're watching it on cable, whether you're listening on the radio. We get NFL football. Jags at the Chiefs. Chiefs laying eight and a half points. The Chiefs minus 450. The Jags plus 333. The total set at 53. The spirit of Lynn Dawson, who once smoked a cigarette at halftime during the Chiefs' glory days, inspiring today's current version, led by Patrick Mahomes. Spread is up. Chiefs, minus eight. Total is up from 50 and a hook. Chelsea, where are you going? I'm still on the Jags. Uh, This one actually ticked up to nine for a hot second yesterday upon the news of Trevor Lawrence being questionable for this game. But listen, he's been questionable for like every game the past three weeks. He has been dealing with some kind of toe injury. Honestly, I don't think it matters. Obviously, he's going to play. It's the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to sit this one out. But maybe he's hindered even a little bit. Uh, so maybe that's where why we saw those nines pop up for a split second before dipping back down to eight and a half. But the thing is, for me, I don't really want to trust the Chiefs as big favorites here because traditionally Mm -hmm. they have not been the play when uh, trying to cover these big numbers. In fact, Patrick Mahomes over the last three years, covering at just a 38% clip, 11 and 18 ATS, when laying eight and a half or more on the spread. So I think for me, it's the Jags. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence and company can keep it close. If you remember the regular season matchup between these two, the Jags lost by 10. The line was nine and a half. So a bad beat there if you were on the Jags. And they kind of fumbled the bag down the stretch, which was the narrative for the Jags for most of the season. They couldn't close out games. Finally, it looks like they're starting to play better in the second half. So maybe they can keep it close. I'm hoping of all the underdogs to, you know, cover a number. I think this is my favorite. Jags plus eight and a half. I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I trust Andy Reid. And coming off of bye week, I need to get his exact number. But, man, he just wins and wins and wins. And obviously, we're but talking about covering. it's not a matter of winning. Well, yeah. that's what I was just saying. Obviously, it's about covering the numbers. So you have to do more than that. And I still believe, as my cat goes crazy, Bijou, you, I'll let you out in a second. I, I think the issue for me is that he has an 87% winning percentage off of bye week. Now, again, you have to cover a key number that's way past seven, but I I, I feel like here that the Jags are just going to be outclassed a little bit, and the Chiefs in this situation have the offense to sort of run it up on that Jags secondary, and I'm not quite so sure that Jacksonville has enough at this point to hang with the Chiefs, and also I think playoff experience matters. This is a Chiefs team that I fully expect to turn it up a notch. You know what I mean? Like, at times... The Chiefs during the at the end of the regular season would not cover big numbers, but you know how they are. I mean, these guys are doing ring around the rosy against the Raiders and then calling plays. Like, they're just messing around. They're just playing grab ass on the football field because they know, look, when it's time to play, it's time to play. That's when we make our run because we know we're good enough to win it all. And now I think they get serious, and I think this game, I don't want to say blowout, but I think the Chiefs are good enough to cover the number. But that's the thing. They play with their food. They're like, uh, you know, a big cat who's meowing and saying, meow, I don't need to, you know, eat this right away. I'm going to chase this mouse all around town because that's what the Chiefs do. They get cute. They play ring around Mm -hmm. the rosy and they don't care about covering a number. They're just trying to advance. 
And here's the other angle that I feel like we probably need to talk about for these teams coming off a first round bye. Do you think there's any rust involved for teams who didn't mm. play in the first round? Sort of, but I I think it depends on the team and the injury situation. I don't think it's as simple as saying, well, it's a week of rest. Like for the Eagles, I think it's beneficial because they have a guy in Jalen Hurts who is their best player, who is their MVP candidate, who could use the extra week to, to heal up with that shoulder. When you look at a team like the Giants, I don't think a week off would do them good because they need momentum. They need the experience because they've gotten better as the season goes on. When it comes to a team like the Chiefs, I just feel like they've been here before. They've done this. They've had bye weeks. They had the playoff experience here where they know what to expect and they know the prep involved. Not all teams have such a plethora of experience, whether it's the head coach, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's tons of players on that team. So I don't think it really I don't think it's really a factor when you're talking about Kansas City specifically. I don't think so either, because they've been there, done this before. So I don't think Rust is really uh, applicable here for the Chiefs. Maybe it is for the Eagles, because they're also uh, a team that, you know, Jalen Hurts has not been 100% healthy. We shall see on that one. But one more angle before we move on from this one, uh, if you'd like to. Travis Kelsey's been an absolute beast in the postseason. I just looked. Over his last seven postseason games, he has not gone under 95 receiving yards in any of those games. So I'm wondering if we see a healthy dose of Travis Kelsey here. I absolutely think we will. And like I always say, I expect superstars in big moments to step up and be the players that make them superstars. That's why I like a Travis Kelsey prop this weekend. That's why I like a Saquon prop this weekend. So I would not disagree with you there at all. Let's head to the link in Philly. Giants at the Eagles. Eagles laying seven and a half points. They're minus 350 on the money line. Giants are plus 275. The total set at 48. This spread has gone back and forth between Eagles minus seven and Eagles minus seven and a half all week long. Total is up a point from 47. I like the Eagles at minus seven, but I like the Giants where it is right now at plus seven and a half. I like the way Brian Dable has his guys playing, and I think they will play good enough to keep this within the number. What say you, Chelsea? I think this is the trickiest spread of the entire week. Because you're right. Recent history, you want to say, hey, the Giants, I think they carry this momentum. Brian Dable has been excellent in game planning with the pieces that he has available. Daniel Jones was amazing last game. But here's the thing. This Eagles defense is going to be a much tougher matchup than going against the Vikings. The Vikings came into that game last week with the, one of the worst secondaries in the entire league. So if you're looking at these stats and saying, oh my God, Daniel Jones, franchise quarterback, uh, even was throwing the ball well, it's probably not going to be the case this week because it's a much tougher secondary. The Eagles have one of the best secondaries in the NFL. So I think that it's going to be mm, a coming back to earth moment, maybe for the Giants this week. I don't know. I'm leaning towards the Eagles here. Ah, oh, man, this is a game. I think you're right. When you talk about handicapping this particular game, it probably is the most difficult. And who knows? I, I think the sabotage factor is, and this is just based on the eye test, is that there's certainly a case to be made that the Eagles come out and just roll in this game. Because I think when you're when you're trying to handicap, recency bias is, is certainly something that you have to be aware of, particularly when you're talking about this game. And this is why. The Giants have looked great 
in the past week against the Vikings. They looked really, really good playing sound football. And in that final game against the Eagles during the regular season, they weren't playing their guys, had a backup quarterback. I think Davis Webb was in there, so you can't really take anything from that. When you look at the Eagles, it's been a while since we've seen the Eagles look like the Eagles, right? Because in that final regular season game, they weren't really moving Jalen Hurts around. They were trying to keep him healthy. He didn't have a single design run in that game. Before that, he was out. They had a couple losses with Gardner Minshew, a quarterback. So it's probably been a month since we've seen Philly look like Philly, like the dominant team that looked like a Super Bowl contender, a team that still is a Super Bowl contender. So I think we have to sort of reintroduce ourselves to the idea that, look, if the Eagles come out and look like the team that we saw midseason, then they could absolutely do that this could be a blowout that's a difficult thing to sort of reconcile when you see the giants playing so well but i think that's your sabotage factor if you're on the g-man oh for sure um i think matt in the chat was saying that it's either going to be a blowout win for the eagles or an outright loss and i think that's that's probably going to be the case here because the giants they're scrappy and i think a lot mm -hmm. of the public's going to be on the g-man this weekend but um I don't know. It's going to be an Eagles team that you're right. I think they're a touch overlooked here. I think people are sleeping on the team that has looked absolutely dominant for most of the year. The only games in which they didn't look dominant, it was Gardner Minshew at quarterback. So I'm not going to hold that against him. So I think uh, this might be the most fun game to watch, but uh, one of the trickier ones to pick against the spread. Uh, I'm really excited. And talk about two good head coaches as well. We have Nick Sirianni and what? he has done with the eagles and brian dable and what he has done with the giants and also two teams from the nfc east third battle this season just all sorts of storylines here jalen hurts an mvp candidate danny dimes is he gonna be the franchise quarterback for the g-men moving forward man a lot of things to look forward to when it comes to this particular playoff matchup for more listen to the daily tip presented by betmgm weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the beck ql network the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts